Hey, I'm Matt. And I'm Allie, and you're listening to Brew Roots. We take a behind-the-scenes look at the roots of your favorite local breweries and the stories behind them. Homebrewing like a madman and building homebrew equipment for people on the side. It was fun, and I decided, well, I should try this professionally. Now on to the episode. Cheers. Hey guys, welcome to uh, this week's episode of Brew Roots. Uh, I'm here joined by Allie via Skype. What's going on? Hello. Hey guys. This is like the beautiful thing of we can be miles apart and still do this podcast, so it's pretty exciting. This is true. Yeah, pretty cool. So, uh, how are you today, Allie? I'm pretty sick, but I am sticking it out to do this episode. Excellent. You know, I promise I wasn't <laughs> going to keep you for too long, but uh, I don't know. Well, we, we all just... want to get to interview anyway. <laughs> yeah. Did you, uh, Memorial Day just passed. Did you have a good weekend? Was there any beers you had in particular that kind of stood out? Um, yeah, I had uh, By the Road. I think it's okay. called By the Road. Um, I had their, they have like a cherry vice. So you mean down I had the road? That. It was... Yes, down the road. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was something like that. Yeah, it was really good. I actually really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah. How about uh, you? I, you know, I loved last summer uh, drinking Anderson Valley uh, briny melon. Um, <laughs> yeah. I loved that beer. And uh, shout out to Anderson Valley out in Boonville, California. Um, this year, they came out with a GNT Goza. And it's, like, literally amazing. Uh, the thing I really like about, like, Anderson Valley's, like, website is they explain what the beer is and then they do my favorite thing in the world is they literally pair it with something that you would enjoy so well that is uh, your favorite thing yeah so uh it's really good so it's like a gin and tonic goza <laughs> i don't i don't even know how to really explain it and it is slowly oh. slowly uh becoming my summer beer uh and that would be two years in a row that anderson valley has kind of won that way in my heart but uh check it out it's available uh most places and it's actually available on tap at a couple locations around me, so I live. In I have the, to tell you. Oh, go ahead. I live in the Northeast, so if you're looking <laughs> in that area, you might be able to find it. I was actually going to talk about um, really quickly a new beer that I've been really getting into. Actually, my friend Greg introduced it to me, um, and it's Fat Tire, the Belgian style ale. Have yeah. you tried that? Yeah, it's so just, that it's was... newly available in this area. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really good. So that's like yeah. your summer beer? I think so. Sounds, I'm liking it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, I'm really, really excited about this episode. Uh, you weren't able to be there last week, so when you hear the interview, everyone else will be hearing the interview for the first time. I've been kind of keeping it tight wraps. Uh, I've, I'm the only one that's heard it so far uh, until it's released. But uh, yeah, it's, it's featuring uh, Caleb Noble, uh, who is the owner, founder of Saintly Cider. And his girlfriend, um, who kind of started together, and they are even smaller scale than Merrimack Ales. They literally have their production in Caleb's parents' basement, <laughs> and they deliver by hand, so they're their own self distributor. And basically, uh, it they're following their dreams, and everyone has told them, "Hey, no, you can't do this." And they're proving people wrong. And that's kind of, I think, the stories that we've wanted to tell. Yeah, I actually love to hear that. And, and I can't wait to hear the interview because that sounds awesome and, and really inspiring, you know, because yeah. they're following their passion. 
Yeah. So it's a and little the, they're succeeding. They are. They are. They're in a, a bunch of local restaurants. So if you are in the North Shore, Massachusetts area, they're in the Newburyport area, a restaurant called The Grog, Thirsty Whale. Uh, they're available at some of the flatbread pizzas around the area. And uh, check them out if you get the chance. If not, I bet you you could hit up Caleb and his girlfriend and they would drive it directly to you. Um, and the, the coolest piece of marketing they have is they have a yellow VW van. That's like... That thing... It's pretty boss. It's awesome. I think we've posted it on our Instagram. Um, you should check it out if you can. And just give them a like because they're they at the root of it, um, they make really good cider. But at the root of it, they are awesome people. And you can just see the passion in their eyes. And it's like, I enjoy giving, you know, my time to spend with them or like even like my money to like buy their products because of the passion and how good it is. Ellie, were you saying something? <laughs> yeah, I was. Sorry, I was trying to mute when uh, you weren't talking, so I wasn't coughing. Um, <laughs> no, no, I think that's that's awesome. And uh, again, I'm just like really looking forward to hearing it because, like you said, I wasn't able to be there. Um, but I know you said that they're awesome people, and they, you know, they're pretty cool driving around their own cider with their van and and uh, bringing it to your local bars and stuff. So yeah. This is really special for me because I've known Caleb since I've been like 12, 13. So it's really cool to see him kind of make this progress. Before we get into the the interview, I just want to give a shout out to Pry.me, their uh, titanium bottle openers. We had a winner on our our, – our uh instagram instagram yeah a little contest (laughs) and uh hopefully by the time they hear this episode the winner will (laughs) hopefully have it i know i shipped it out today and uh he only lives in north carolina so it's not too far it'll take Um, a few days yeah it will but hopefully he gets it it's quick uh, quick. (laughs) yeah yeah and uh I'm just trying to get his name, and it's Mitchell. So, Mitchell, uh, big shout-out to you. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, don't forget to just check out Pry.me on Instagram. They have a pretty cool product, and uh, I think we'll be doing, like, an interview, like a five-minute interview with them in the future. Awesome. And um, Yeah, and uh, don't forget to follow us if you like the episode. This is a podcast that Allie and I fund ourselves, and uh, we do it from the bottom of our hearts. We love it, but we would love for you guys to share the podcast. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Where can we be found, Allie? Um, well, we can be found pretty much anywhere. We can be found on uh, Google Play, Stitcher, um, Instagram, iTunes. Facebook. I just, uh, sorry, I just, I forgot the Apple. <laughs> um, and everything is Brew Roots, just yeah. B-R-E-W-R-O-O-T-S. Yeah, and absolutely. And if you're listening to this and you would want to have your podcast featured on one of our episodes, email us at info at brewroots.com. That, again, is info at brewroots.com. We'll get back to you probably as soon as we get the email, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. We've got a couple of cool breweries lined up in the fu- in the future, and we'll be releasing that, that schedule on our Facebook pretty soon. So uh, keep it locked in, as the kids yeah. are Yeah, and without further ado... Here's Saintly Cider. Hey, everyone. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We are in beautiful, hot Raleigh, Massachusetts. It's like 90 degrees. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, true that. It went from, what, 30 degrees last week to <laughs> now 90 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, true that. Cool. And I am here with uh, Caleb and Emily. Emily from Saintly Cider, which is a uh, new cider company 
out of Raleigh, Massachusetts, which happens to be my hometown. And so this podcast means a lot to me because I've known Caleb since I've been 13. So I'm super <laughs> proud of him. And uh, Caleb and Emily, just tell us about yourselves and, uh, and Stanley Cider. I guess back in the day, it would be 2000, two and a half years, three, it'll be three years in September that we've been making cider. So essentially, I met Emily. We're now engaged, getting married in September. Um, but I kind of knew, like, ah, she, she could potentially be the one. I was trying to get my act together. I had, like, one part-time job, like, you know, not really doing much with my life. And she said to me, I, I, she was like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And she's like, well, just think. And I was like, well, I like to drink cider. She was like, she's like, well, why don't we make cider then? Like, literally, that's how it started. We went out to uh, Marlboro, Mass, to a place called Strange Brew. Spent 200 bucks on cider-making equipment, and the rest is history. Tell us a little bit of the backstory, like where you're from, education, what do you do? All right. So, do you want to start, Emily? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I'm from New Hampshire. Um, I went to college at the University of New Hampshire, which is in Durham, right near Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So, um, I've kind of been in this area for a while. The last few years, I've been working on vegetable farms and um, I just started um, growing flowers myself here in Newbury, or we're in Rowley, but just the t- next town up in Newbury um, with a friend who's growing vegetables. And so I'm doing that part-time, helping Caleb out with cider part-time, and also um, a couple other things. So um, She's kind of she's like our, our flavor person. Like she knows, she's like a biology background, so she brings that angle to it. I'm kind of like a running gun, kind of like put my head down and go kind of person. And she's in marketing. Yeah. She's like more finesse. Um, but so pretty much like, you know, I I grew up in Raleigh. I played in a band with Matt back in the day. I did. Yeah. Uh, Odyssey. And, um, and then went to school in Vermont, Linden state. It's a tiny little college up there. It's like 1200 kids. It's like, it's like high school all over again. Um, but I went for broadcast journalism and I played music up there and, and then when I was like a sophomore, junior in high, in high school, in college, I started, I didn't really like beer that much, so I started buying woodchuck from the liquor store. And, um, and then I'd just drink woodchuck every night I had to write a paper. I'd like drink three, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Great papers, I'm sure they were. Yeah. Well, luckily my, my roommate used to uh, proofread all of them, so, um, so it always went well when he proofread. Uh, Pat, who Matt knows yeah. as well. Um, so... Then I played in a band, and uh, we said, you know, if we're going to make it big someday, like, you know, what do you want to do? And, like, one of the kids was like, dude, I want to start a brewery. And the funny thing is, is that he is now a brewer at Stony Brook in Connecticut. Oh, get out. And uh, his name's Spencer. He's the man. And, um, and then I was like, man, I'd love to start a cider company. And it's hilarious because now we're he's in brewing, I'm in cider, which is funny. And then I think... Emily bringing up, like, why don't you just make some cider? Like, it doesn't take much um, for me to get, like, motivation to do something, you know? Yeah. So I guess it was a culmination of, you know, liking cider in college and then not knowing to do my life, you know, trying it out. Because Emily's like, yeah, just try it. So, okay. Yeah. And literally the first batch, I knew this is what I want to do. I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew it's what I wanted to do. Very cool. I also kind of 
felt like um, when I was, I think it was in maybe even high school, more more in college, like that I thought it would be really cool to open a brewery, like because that's when it was you know getting really popular yeah. the microbreweries and stuff. So, um, and then you know Caleb got me into cider. I definitely I wasn't really a big cider drinker before, but I did think that um, all of the ciders on the market were a little bit sweeter than yeah. I liked, and so that when we had the opportunity to make cider ourselves, you know I could make it more to might like it. Yeah, I'm really excited because you mentioned you like woodchuck. I am not a fan of woodchuck. I think it's too sweet. So to hear that's kind of refreshing because I think there's a lot of ciders out there to please the masses. Mm -hmm. And it's more, you know, let's introduce them to something, you know, definitely something like Angry Orchard where people are like, I just want to taste this. This is sweet and it's not beer. Mm -hmm. And where now you're getting more into like the craft ciders. And I think that's what you guys are trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about your first beer cider experience. So think back uh, to the first time that you were, you had a beer or cider. <laughs> uh, tell the story. I'll tell you a funny story from when I was, I mean, I'm talking like elementary school. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so I can't, it's like, I can't remember my first kiss. I can't remember my first beer or whatever. But anyways, so uh, I was at a party at my buddy's house. It was like a re- It was probably the best part I've ever been in my life. I was in eighth grade. And, uh, <laughs> and like, and I'm talking college too, like oh insane. Gosh. At least in my memory, I'm just it's like roses when I think about yeah. it. And uh, I'll never forget we had freeze pops, and we were filling them with vodka and trying to eat, trying to eat them. And then we we're trying to shotgun beers. And I'm like a, I'm a cider drinker now. You know what I mean? But I drink. I'm like you know a marathon runner. You know I just kind of go for a while. I'm not a sprinter. So I never forget Natty Ice, you know, trying to like shotgun a beer. Sorry, mom and dad. And uh, literally just spraying all over me, you know. I'm just like this idiot kid, you know, drinking frozen, you know, ices with vodka and trying to shotgun beers. It was hilarious. Um, but it, it definitely goes down as one of my, my best memories. <laughs> yeah. No, I was at least 14. Oh. <laughs> I stayed back. All right. I'm back in kindergarten. What about you, Emily? Um... That's a good question. I didn't really start drinking beer until college. Um, so, I mean, I think the first... I, I don't I, I remember, like, just not really liking it. I Maybe I had tried beer before and um, just didn't really like it until I started drinking, which I don't even like this beer anymore. Um, well, I do, but it's too sweet. Um, it's Shock Top Raspberry Wheat. Yeah. So it was, like, a good, like, ease me into it. Yeah. And um, I, like, drank that, like, all summer, one summer. And then I haven't drank, drank it since then. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Yeah. Very funny. So, uh, tell us about the like the humble beginnings of Saintly Cider. O- outside of you know you guys starting it like in, on like a dare essentially. Like, why don't we just do it? Um, like, where is it brewed? And kind of tell us that progression to where we are today in May. Yeah, okay. today. Um, so, pretty much like literally, I live in my parents' basement. It's hilarious. Um, Twenty eight years old. I mean, it's like. Uh, Stepbrothers, like you live in your parents' basement forever. Um, but we're getting married, so I plan on moving out. But anyways, we just started making cider in my parents' basement. Like like one-gallon batches. Yeah. Tried all sorts of different things. We kind of always used champagne yeast from the beginning, okay. but we were just, like, we did all sorts of different, like, tests, um, like, different things you could add yeah. for flavor or... Um, Any reason champagne yeast in, as opposed to a cider yeast or... I think because we really? wanted it to taste sort of... Like, ha- like be dry, mm-hmm. maybe not as dry as champagne is, right. but have, like, that crisp, fl- yeah. like, be- like refreshing flavor yeah. that you get with champagne. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I, honestly, like, companies like Woodchuck, companies like Woodchuck 
and Angry Orchard are actually good for the industry because they get people to try it. Right. Right. Yeah. And then they're like the gateway drug. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like drinking Bud Light, right? And then you then you go to you know maybe um, raspberry wheat. Yeah, raspberry yeah. wheat. And then you then you start using the Hefenweizen. Then you go to like an IPA, and then yep. you get then you're doing double IPAs, you know. Yeah. And um, but <clears throat> so we were just you know really like that dry kind of flavor because mm-hmm. the thing is. I don't really like sweet, right? Because sweet gives you a stomach ache, gives you a hangover. Heartburn. Yeah, yeah all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Headaches. And honestly, if you drink something that's bone, like our cider is literally bone dry. Mm. And that's what we wanted to do. We were like, you know, how can we make it, what can be an in-between between like Angry Orchard yeah. and like a really champagne yeast, yeah. um, a really like dry, dry yeast, like an English style. Or uh, there's a, a cider company out of Lebanon, New Hampshire, where Emily's right from that area. It's called uh, Farnham Hill. Okay. This guy's Steve Wood. He's like in his mid-60s. But he smuggled in rootstock from uh, the UK back in like the 80s of like Kingston Blacks and Dabinet and Spitzenberg. Which are like heirloom. Yeah. Um, and you can't get those apples anywhere else. No. No. Yeah. no. So he smuggled them in. And, and so from what I've read anyways. Um, and... And now he's like the godfather of cider, the grandfather of yeah. cider and the godfather in, in this country. So we wanted something in between his really high-quality cider yeah. and, like, Anger Orchard. So, so you're looking for, like, a highly sessionable beer, something you can drink. And, yeah, exactly. And, and, like a and enjoy. good quality, but, but it's, like, yeah. a wide, more available. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and drinkable. And, yeah. and so, like, so then from there, you know, honestly, like, what I'm going to say now is, if you buy all the books to make cider, you, buy, you should just throw them away, honestly, because the books all say add acid blend, add tannins, add this, add that. You know, you don't need to. Like, I went, we went to this thing called Cider Days out in Western Mass, and it's like a cider conference. Mm. It was in its 21st year, I think, when you went a couple years ago. And, like, we learned so much. It was like all these old guys that had been making cider forever. And I remember talking to one guy. I was like, man, like, how do I, like, you know, how to make good cider, essentially. I was just like some idiot, like, dude, I love cider, you know? Yeah. And he's like, just leave it alone. Let the apples give you what they're yeah. supposed to give you. Yeah, because people in England, when they were drinking, they weren't adding tannins. They weren't adding they all They probably weren't this, adding yeah, anything. anything. They were just yeah. putting the cider in a barrel and letting it sit over yeah. the winter and, like, then drinking it the next year. And then, because there's natural yeast on the skins of apples. Yeah. And they weren't cleaning them. Or yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, no, it's yeah, probably yeah. a ghetto. They yeah. just <laughs> let the wild yeast, like, make hard cider for them and... I mean, like, so... It's better the, than the water. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the apples that we were using, we're using, like, a blend of, like, a bunch of different dessert apples, you know, what you would find if you go apple picking, you know, mm. what you would like find Macintosh, Gala, things Portland, like that. Portland, Empire, probably yeah. all of those. Yeah. Um, now, and, do you guys mash them yourselves here, or is it something that you guys get pre-mashed? So we we um, we let the people that know what they're doing do, do that. Have to the big equipment. Have yeah. the equipment, because, yeah. like, you're talking a huge investment. Yeah. So a uh, place on Lemonster, um, they get apples from all over New England and stuff, and they're really good at what they do. So, it, yeah, so that's nice. So we just get it in from them, um, and then... You do your magic. And then we do our magic, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, what I was saying about the blend is that it gives you a lot of character. We get You get some sour apples, you get sweeter apples, so it's a nice rounded... So we just let the like the flavor of our you know cider we're getting from New England apple products like do do the job yeah. for us. You yeah. Like add it. any flavor. Literally give the apples what they're supposed to give us. Not like a lot of, a lot of, um, companies, you know, what they do is they sweeten it up, you mm-hmm. know, add more sugar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thing is like 
we can't hide anything in the yeah, center we make. Discovered. Like yeah. we can't hide anything. We it's got to be perfect it's because perfect. we don't have the, the sweetness to cover it up. Yeah, yeah. So like you can any little like new, I mean, off flavors. Obviously, like, like you can taste it. Yeah, it's you your baby. It's yeah, like it's like yeah, if yeah. it's your kid, you're like kid definitely didn't have that bruise going like exactly. home from school like, yeah, yeah you know that but like yeah. the average drinker yeah might not yeah is that fair to say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so definitely. um so back to like what the original question i guess so what we did we made cider for a while for a year year and a half and then i was like you know i want to do this like for real mm. right so then i um started like the application process originally i was going to do it in the back of a bakery mm-hmm. and it ended up going for sale and they sold it and stuff like that so it didn't work out but meanwhile, like, um, so we used to, you know, we have a little corny keg. I'm sure a lot of homebrewers know what yep. corny kegs are. Yep. Um, <clears throat> we filled it up with our Cornerstone, which is our original dry cider. And uh, we went to, we were at a restaurant in Newburyport, Agave. And uh, and I just bought my Volkswagen bus. Yeah. Oh, talk about that afterwards. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the coolest part of this. It's all marketing, baby. Yeah. All marketing. So, um so I bought this Volkswagen bus 76. It was a piece of junk when I got it. Um, and I said, like, I did like a YouTube video because that's what I do for work. I do video work, uh, how I pay my bills right now. Um, and, and so I've done video work for the head brewer over at Ipswich, Jim DeRoe's wife, Bethany. And she saw me at the bar and she's like, Caleb, she's like, oh, I saw the bus. Tell Jim about it and tell him about the cider, you know, whatever. So. Yeah. I ended up talking to Jim for like a half an hour, 45 minutes. And, you know, I had a keg of cider in the back of my car. So I was like, hey, do you want to like come out and try some cider in the car? So we literally went out and had cider in my Toyota Solera. <laughs> and it was hilarious. And he was like, man, this stuff is awesome. It's dry. It's light. Got some nose. Like, man, this is awesome. You know, this is nothing like anything else, you know, I've tried. And so he's like, we have a wine license, you know, so we can make your cider. And I was yeah. like, Oh my goodness, this is like a godsend. Yeah, it's like I went out for dinner and now this is yeah. happening. Yeah. And so then he uh so we went for a tour the next week. I was on like a like a high for like the next like three weeks. It was awesome. And um then eleven months later we got all of our permitting together. Um and let me tell you, dealing with the the federal government and the state government is a lot of like waiting on a phone yeah. and emails yeah. and it's, it's a like lot you hurry up and wait. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and then um, we the started. The process took like almost a year. Yeah, yeah. eleven. Oh yeah, like, like probably, you guys could have been already like so leaps and bounds ahead. <laughs> yeah, but, like the regulations yeah. are so yeah, like, stringent. Just the, on the federal level, it's it was 120 days to wait for them, just to hear back. Yeah, so it was crazy. So then we uh, made our so our first batch went in like end of January, and then um, at Ipswich uh, we did a seven barrel batch. Which isn't, I mean, in breweries, I mean, that's nothing. But yeah. for us, from 5-gallon to 220 gallons, I mean, that's a crazy yeah. jump. Yep. Um, and how does that transfer over? Like, it's it's not like you multiply it by 10. Like, did you have to refine your recipe to transfer it over into that much? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, we... we yeah, go ahead. Some of the things you don't realize is that in a 5-gallon pail, like, literally, your yeast and all your set stuff set to set is, is, like, literally a foot, right? Mm. To settle. To settle. Yeah. But if you're in a seven-barrel a seven barrel conical fermenter, you're talking 10 to 12 feet. Yeah. So, like, yeast wasn't settling That was, out. like, the biggest thing that was a difference. Like, 
we for we had someone help us like figure out how to scale the conversion up. Yeah. yeah yeah and for the most part I think it is you know you just multiply and um and a lot of like all the places that you can buy your, like yeast from and whatever will help you with that stuff like um but but you're not I mean this you, is that was one thing we didn't think yeah, about yeah we didn't think the height about it. of the yeah. you know stuff settling out so it was hilarious I mean it was funny because. You know, we were like sailing high and living the dream and stuff, and and then we had our first event at the Thirsty Whale, which is like a dive bar in Newburyport. But honestly, it's it's been around forever, and it's yeah. kind of like a staple in Newburyport. It's like the last local place you can be anybody and go to. It's yeah. not like high class, you know, but it's not terrible either. I mean, the, I like it. Yeah, yeah, Craig and Steve are probably the two nicest guys ever. They own it, so we like bluegrass music, and we were up at a place called the Stone Church up in uh, Newmarket, New Hampshire, which is awesome Tuesday nights. They have bluegrass, great beer. If you're in the area, you should go. So I met Craig there, and I was like, hey, man, like, I'm launching this cider company. I'm looking for a place to, like, have a launch party. You know, would you be interested? He's like, yeah. He's like, here's my number. He's like, whatever you whatever you, you need from me, let me know. He didn't even try our cider. Yeah. And he, he said. just went on like a. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I'll help you out, whatever I can do. So we had our uh, March 3rd. We had, it was a Thursday night, I think. Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday. Wednesday night. We sold over 200 uh, pints worth of cider in That's four awesome. hours. It was insane. They said that the place in 20 years has never has not been that packed. That's good. It was awesome. The St. Louis ciders bring in yeah. in the crowds. Yeah. So I've noticed a trend. You talk a lot about like community. Yeah. And kind of staying local. What does this area mean to you? Do you have you call your beer cornerstone? Is yeah. That, is that a reason behind that? Is this like the cornerstone of like what you want to? Yeah, you nailed it, dude. Let's talk about it. 100% like so we call it cornerstone because like you think of a cornerstone like that's like you're you're building your foundation on that mm-hmm. right and so like we wanted cornerstone the name cornerstone to mean a lot you know because we're a new business in the area so we want to have set a good foot up like a good foundation right and the thing is it's not for me anyways and for Emily it's it's not about making money mm-hmm. honestly it's about like doing something you love and like the money will find its way, but it's not it's not about money. It's about like doing something you love. And the thing is like And sharing it with people that, yeah, you, that will that enjoy you, it. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. you like your friends and family and your community. Hmm. Yeah, and like the thing is like I've met so many people that have been so willing to help us. Like it's crazy, like Ipswich, you yep. know. And like, you know, people I think if you're real, like a real person, not fake, like you just like honestly like Show some serious passion. I think people, a genuine passion and genuine interest, you know, I think that that's huge. Like, I read this book um, by, um, what's his name? The guy from Shark Tank. Uh, he started FUBU. Oh, geez. Anyways, can't remember his name. I read his book, and um, he said, it's not about what people can do for you, but what can you do for other people. So it's not like, so if, like, you know, I'm out there, and I'm, like, talking to a bar, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I won't really want to get on, da 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 like, blah, 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 blah. I say that, but at the same point, I'm like, what can I do for you, man? Like, you helped me out. Like, Craig and Steve, like, I would do anything for those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll say, it's like even, it's like when you have a conversation with somebody. It's like, just don't talk about your, if you talk to somebody and it's just all about them, like, you get so turned yeah, off. Exactly. So you want to talk to them and, and hear their story. And the thing is, I love hearing other people's stories, so I just never shut up. Yeah. But... You know, that's the thing is like in this area, Newbury especially, there's a farm in Newbury that's been in the same family for 13 generations. It's a King's Grant. During Prohibition, they, uh, and I love history, they were huge. They were known all over the East Coast for their bootleg. Mm-hmm. 
It was called uh, Golden Glow. And like, I'm just so fascinated by that. And this area is so rich with bootlegging and like, you know, you know, the, um, and all that type of stuff that it's just, it's just cool. Like Newberry and Rally used to be all apple orchards, you know, and then during prohibition, they like cut them all down pretty much. Um, but so there's that there, there's a history piece. So there's like three words we we're about, we go by it's passion, community, and flavor. So passion is like, be passionate about something. You know, if you're, if you mow lawns, if you, um, you know, if you're a teacher, if you're, you know, whatever you are, like be passionate about it. And then community, like it's all about community. It's all about friends. Like, you know, it takes a village to, to get where we're at. It wasn't because of me and Emily. It was because of everybody else that helped us. We just showed a genuine passion. And then flavor, we want to have the most flavorful cider you can try. Bone dry, but has like that effervescence flavor, that aroma. Flavor is the most important thing to us. Yeah. In that body, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's, you know, that's what just means the world to me to do that. So if we can accomplish those three things and give back to the community too, like, you know, we're doing a, a fundraiser for this, this little girl that has like some really rare form of like some disease. And that's like our first event that we're doing in Ipswich. And like, I'm so excited to do that, yeah. you know, cause that's what it's all about giving back. Yeah. All right. So I, I can't ignore what is to the left of us. And you mentioned it slightly. So uh, tell us about your biggest piece of marketing that you have. It was hilarious. One day I'm driving home from work and I pass a bus on my street, literally on my street. And I go look at it. It says, make an offer. So I'm like, Oh man, I was like, no way. You know? So then I like called the number and like, so I ended up buying it off them. What did you buy? Uh, uh, 1976 Volkswagen Bay window bus, tin top. I think you thought transport. it was a 73 when you first. Yeah. I thought it was a 73 or 72. And you know, so if you. if you hear it on YouTube, if you go to our YouTube channel, you say the wrong year. Yeah. say the wrong year. It's <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. That's all right. But pretty much the thing is like, when you drive a Volkswagen bus around, everybody smiles. Yeah. You know? It's not like... Points and waves. And, and they beep at you and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. hilarious. You get yeah. peace signs. And, like, when you go to a gas station, literally, you can't get out of there with talking to somebody that says, I used to own one. I grew up in one. I always wanted one. Yeah. That is so sick. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Everybody loves them. Yeah. yeah. So and it's you great... can't really miss it when the it's bright, bright yellow, yellow. Yeah. color. Yeah. And yes. the original color was yellow, too. So, yeah. So do you deliver... In that? Yeah, I deliver that. Uh, so I think you should talk about that, too. I mean, you mentioned it before off off mic, uh, the service that you guys provide. Like, that's second to none. Like, yeah. talk about that. So, uh, funny story. So, the other day, we uh, yeah. we uh, went to I, – I got a phone call from a bar, a local bar, right? And they're like, hey, like, you know, we're talking. It's a Wednesday night, and most most distributors don't distribute till Friday. Right. And so uh, – they're like, hey, can we get a sample down, you know, here, like, now? Because we have a keg that kicked. We need cider. We need a product. You know, we want to try it and see if we want to put yours on. And um, and then I was like, honestly, I have, no, I have no samples, but I do have a keg of cider in my car. So I was like, if you want to go down to the whale and try it, <laughs> um, let me know. So they went down the whale. The owner was like, yeah, I love it. I want it. I was like, I'll be there in 45 minutes. Yeah. I brought a keg down there in 45 minutes. Gave him the tap handle, gave him the keg, said thank you, and left. I mean, honestly, like, that's something that no other yeah. place can do. That's something else to talk about, too, is that we self-distribute, which is, like, a big deal. Yeah. Because we're so small, it, like, it saves us a lot of money yeah. in yeah. the long run. And, and we get to meet – the thing is, like – You're shaking the person's hand who's yeah. selling exactly. your beer. Yeah, it's like – And you get to deliver your own yeah. cider. Yeah. It's yeah. just, like – It's kind of awesome. like that milkman mentality. Yeah. Like, I don't – not comparing yeah, you to no. milkman, yeah. but it's, like – 
you come around or you yeah. know your post you know your postman like they know exactly. their cider yeah. guy or it, girl. Yeah. yeah and the thing is people buy from people right like it doesn't matter if you if you have an unbelievable product or a terrible product right it's like people you're selling the cider you're yeah selling, you're selling yourself. yourself yeah so the thing is like when i pulled up with this bus yesterday it was hilarious the guy's like dude this thing is sick you know yeah. what i mean like and everybody gives me a thumbs up. It's just like it's just fun. It's a yeah. conversation starter. And in the self distribution, like honestly, I want to do it as as long as possible because, like I said, it's not about making money. Like it is obviously I want to do this full time right. sooner rather than later because I have like three part time jobs. But um, it's not it's not a priority. It's not I don't want to be some millionaire. Like yeah. I don't want to forget where I came from because I think that's huge. It's like it doesn't matter how small we are or how big we get. Like I never want to forget like. Sitting down with you right now, right? Or like, you know, Craig and Steve over at Thirsty Will. I never want to forget those people that helped me along the way. All right. So where can we find you on social media? Where can we find you online? And uh, talk about that event again and some of the bars that we can find you at. So the biggest, our biggest thing is Instagram. Yeah. Like, I feel like it helps us so much, you know? Like, people are like, man, you seem like you're killing it. You know, like, we're doing well. I wouldn't say yeah. we're killing it. Perception. Yeah. yeah it's all perception. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's all marketing, you yep. know? And, like, I come from, like, a marketing video kind of background. So, like, quick videos, like, you know, showing my face every once in a while, showing Emily every once in mm-hmm. a while, you know, showing some really artsy pictures. Like, yep. people really like that. Yep. You know what I mean? And people like people. Exactly. That's the thing. It's, you could show beer until you're blue in the face, but if you put a face behind it or a mm-hmm. cider, yeah, it becomes... More personable. Yeah, it's wicked fun. And so... So, um, what is the Instagram handle? So, Instagram is Saintly Cider. Okay. You so, guys on Twitter, Facebook? Just Facebook and, and Instagram. I don't like Twitter that much. I don't know. That's, That's just... Fine. And Facebook and Instagram are so easy because you can just connect them together. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can do that with Twitter, too. You but can. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> I just I just don't... I, it's just a personal thing. I just yeah. don't like Twitter that much. But... Because I like visual. I don't yeah. like reading that much. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so this summer, right... We ended up getting on the deck in Salisbury, which is, like, a huge, 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 huge deal. Like, I can't believe that we that we got it. Like, I'm so – I feel That's so also fortunate. because of the Thirsty Well. Yeah. Like, yeah. So will Cornerstone be on? Yep. So the Cornerstone. Cornerstone. That's the only one that's in yeah. distribution. Right yeah. Now. Okay. And, like, the one that you have is a, is a test batch that yep. we will come out with hopefully sooner than later. TBD. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we have a couple other f- styles that we're going to come out with, but they're uh, – yeah. To try to like tailor to different. We really want to just we want to um, hone in on this cornerstone yeah. and like get it you know perfect, perfect you and like yeah. get it out there before we start doing varietals. Yeah, yeah, because we built this is like our so this is like our foundation for our other ciders right. too. You know what I mean? So if yeah. we can perfect exactly. that, then it's gonna make everything better. Yeah. So you know the deck this summer we're gonna be on there. Um, Thirsty whale, we're always on Thirsty whale. Uh, the grog, we're on sporadically at the grog. They went through. A log in four days, which yep. is insanely yep. fast. They couldn't fast. believe it. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Alehouse, Namesbury, we're on often on there. Like they like to rotate. Yep. There's a place called Fat Cats in Namesbury. It's probably one of the best yeah, that's a good restaurant. restaurants yeah. you can you can go to. I mean, so that's pretty much where we're because the thing is like we're doing seven barrel batches, right? So that translates to like probably mm, a little more than a little more than seven barrels. So we're gonna have about. 250 gallons of work with every four to six weeks. That's awesome. You know, which isn't a crazy scale, but, you know. For two people, it is. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you is, give yeah. yourself some credit, that is a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, think. So you don't want to get, get out of control with too many you need places. places. Too many <laughs> yeah, you need an intern. <laughs> so what's what's next? Like, what what what's your five-year plan? Like, what do you guys see happening with 
constantly changing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have such bad ADD. It changes yeah. all the time. But honestly, like, so Emily does. She's very passionate about like farming and stuff like that. You know, I have a horse farm. We both grew up on horse farms, but I, I run a horse farm with my brother. I teach part time video. I work in two different towns, running their local access channels. So honestly, I just want to consolidate. Like, yeah. Like my number one goal, the year plan is if I this time next year I can be doing this full time. That's my number one goal. Yeah. You know, and then um, probably after that is maybe trying to get our own place set up. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's just like you know, like we're renting space yeah. and because we're equipment. I don't think the listeners know we are not at like some rented place. Where are we? We're in my we're in my parents' garage. Right yeah. Now. So yeah. like, dreams happen like yeah in the weirdest places. Yeah, you know? it's hilarious. So, so that's. I mean, I haven't. We've interviewed a couple of people, and this is the first parents' garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, no but, right way to do it. Yeah, there's but, no right, and that's the thing. Like yeah. everyone has had a different story mm-hmm. of how they've done it, yeah. and yours is unique from someone else's, and theirs is yeah. unique from someone else's. So it's, I think that's why this beer cider community is like amazing because so many people come from different backgrounds. Exactly, and you have a common thing. Like if you say you don't like beer, like. There's a beer or there's a cider out there for out you. there for you. Yeah, yeah. and like, and the funny thing is, is that like, I'm just I'm just a regular dude, 28 year old kid. I still consider myself a kid, pretty much. He's a kid. <laughs> uh, thanks, Emily. Yeah. Um, but and you know, Emily's 24. Like, we're just like young people that just don't want to go with like everybody. Like, yep. you know, like. Society says, I mean, it's such a millennial thing I'm about to say, but like, um, society says that, you know, you graduate from high school, you go to college, you get that degree, maybe get a master's, then you go get a job, you go do that, you get married, you have kids, you retire, you have grandkids, then you die, right? You kind of say like, what if? You don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So like, so pretty much the way I see it is, you know what? Like, we're going to get married in September, you know, I want to do something that I'm passionate about, you know what I mean? And like... It's different and that you like I think a big thing for you is you wanna like you wanna like leave a legacy. Like yeah. uh, or you just wanna have something that's like yeah. people remember yeah. you for yeah. and, you know? tr- and tradition, like you know, yeah. like, mm. the thing is like with the farm, like I'm fifth generation breeding and showing and training Morgan horses. And so like for me, like my grandfather was a huge part of my life and stuff like that. And so like me and my brother uh carry that tradition alive, you know what I mean? And honestly, like it's like this bus, like that's such a tradition and such like a, it's like, I don't know. It's just such like a cultural thing of like our times, you mm. know what I mean? Like hippies and stuff. But like this thing would have rotted away and died, but we saved it. Like we yeah. revived, we were, her name is Dor- Dorothy Mantooth, named after, um, uh, Anchorman. Uh, anyways, that's my favorite movie. Uh, but like, so we revived, we revived her and then like cider in this area was huge at the turn of the century yeah. in like prohibition. And then it died away. So like we're trying to bring that back too, and, and we're trying to bring it back like in 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 the same way too, like the same make it the same way as they made like yeah. you know adding as little things as possible, just like cider, you yeah. know, yeah, cool. fermented cider. Nothing crazy, nothing crazy. Just give give the people what they're supposed to get, not what you in chemistry want to give them. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the my last question for you guys, um, and I ask this to everyone: What are you most proud of? Doesn't have to be in saintly cider. Personally. Um, what is it? That's a hard question. This might be a broad thing, but I think like I think I'm proud of where Emily and I have got. I'm that we've gotten this far with everything. You know, I'm proud that she's like trying to do something on her own. You know, in that 
you know, we're trying to do the cider as well. Like I think it's just funny because like literally I'm living my dream right now. Like, I don't know what could be better than that. Like I remember a year ago, me and Emily are sitting at the grog and I'm looking across the farm. I'm like, man, someday our cider tapino is going to be there. there. Now it is. And now it is. And like we went in there and like the, I saw him screw the tapino lawn at the grog. I took a video on it. It's on our Instagram. Um, <laughs> but like. At St. Louis Cider. Yeah, at St. Louis Cider. And, but literally that was like almost brought tear to my, tears to my eyes because I was like, man, like. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Like this is real. Like our first event, like when they poured the first ta- um, pint at the Thursday Whale on March 3rd, like it was literally like. Your baby. Yeah. yeah, it was like so much joy because it was like, you know what? If you really want something bad enough, like who cares if someone there's gonna be so many haters out there with what you want to do. Like, and honestly, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Do it. Yeah. You know, but it's the people that are willing to take a chance. Like literally, like the money that is going into the cider is my life savings. Like I don't have some rich dude telling me what to do. Like literally this is like my hard earned money. And like, so it just means so much makes, more. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it so much sweeter. Yeah. It's just so, it's awesome. It's I mean, it's sweeter for a not sweet cider. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So Emily, what do you think? Yeah. What are you most proud of? Well, I mean, I would say that the same thing that we've, that you have gotten this far, because honestly, like Caleb has done most of the work, like getting the licensing and all the, all the hard stuff. Like I really enjoy making, making the cider yeah. and, you know, trying different flavors and I have a biology degree so like i can know some of the science yeah, behind it and stuff like that but like i mean i'm really proud of caleb for where we are right now because i don't think that i've re- like i've helped him mm. but like it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for him and also like i just like didn't i still don't even like believe this is happening yeah. like it's it was kind like, of like the, a dream it was yeah, it like doesn't seem real. he kept talking to me he was like you need to do this you need to do that and i'm like this isn't happening it's not really happening yeah. like like the day before we had the like opening or the the launch party, I'm like, it's still not really happening. This isn't real. Yeah. And, like, it's just barely sinking in now. And, like, I'm getting comfortable in, like, what we're doing. And, like, at first it like was, like... you're getting like, comfortable telling people, yeah, I brew. Exactly. Yeah, like, I make at cider. first you're like, oh, I just do this yeah. thing. Like, yeah. I make cider, you know? People like, roll their eyes and like, yeah, me too. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's on tap at this place. And they're like, oh, like, That's you sick, really yeah. make it's cider. Like, I'm like, yeah, we do. That's cool. Because if you meet us, we seem like the most unsuspecting people ever. Yeah. just kind of like... Just this random couple, and we just make cider, yeah. I guess. And that's, I think, I found that, I mean, with everything we find, it's the person that you least suspect is doing something they're most passionate about, and yeah, those are the best stories to tell. I think, just one last thing. I no, think, I wanted to, I want I have one more All thing right, go ahead. That, um, so, any parting words of wisdom? Yeah. I think that's probably what you're getting yeah, to. Yeah, like, 100%. Um, so, leave our listeners with something that you would give to them, right. so they can, uh. Hopefully make their dreams a reality. Go ahead, Emily. You go first, and I'll go last. Um, I guess something that I've, like, been living by recently, anyways, is something a friend told, um, a friend told me is, like, do, do what you want to do right now. Like, don't do something because you, like, to work towards something you think you might want to do later, or, like, just, if you want to, like start a business, like, try, like, do it. Do like, it, yeah. it, just do what you are passionate about and you really want to do now. Yeah. And, like, honestly, like, I think the biggest thing is if you're passionate about something, right? Like, even if you're passionate about knitting or whatever it is, right? Because Emily likes to do that stuff. Or crocheting, <laughs> sorry. Um, Both. I think the biggest thing is, is, like, 
man, if you have a dream, you got to do it. Like literally you live once. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a sublime, like, uh, yeah. lyric, you know? Love the life you got. You only got one shot. I don't know. Whatever. We used to play that. Yeah. Song. Yeah. No, what I, I got. Yeah. Uh, you might get run over. You might get shot. Um, and this world is so freaky right now. Like who knows what's going to happen. Um, but <laughs> I think honestly, it's like chase that passion. Like if you, if there's something in your head that you're like, man, I just love to try to do this. It's like, there's never a good time. Right. right. Like, it's like if you want to break up with your girlfriend, right? <laughs> oh, it's Christmas. Oh, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, it's her aunt, you know, Mary's, oh, God, yeah, 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 whatever, birthday. And, like, it's never a good time. And honestly, for me especially, I didn't want to be 50-something and think back and be like, man, I just wish I tried that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, so my words of wisdom is, like, dude, do it. You know, like, YOLO. You only live once. Like, like it's, like... It's that plain and simple. Yeah. And and honestly, nothing is easy that's, that's worth it. You know right. what I mean? And I think my biggest fear has been to be a failure, right? And like one of my mentors uh, in business, he's an entrepreneur. The other thing is get a mentor because they help a lot. He said, I was like, dude, I just don't want to be a failure, you know, because things, you know, on Instagram might look awesome, but sometimes like any yep. business yep. behind the scenes, it's like to take some, a good picture. That looks yeah, cool. yeah. There's some crappy things happen sometimes, you know? And he said, you know what, Caleb is you're only a failure if you quit. And so True. the thing is like, don't be a failure. Don't quit. Like I'm spending every single dime I have on this business, but you know what? If I lose it all, I'm 28 years old. I can get that money back. And you know what? I said, I did it. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. I, I've achieved Put everything you could into it. Yeah. Like know? I have no regrets. And that's the other thing is you have no regrets in life because if you have regrets, like that just really stinks, you know, and it's never too late to try something new. Yeah. So cool. All right. Caleb, Emily, anything else or, uh, I think, dude, I'm excited for you, man. Thank getting you. this going. Oh, like, thank you. So you're yeah. killing it, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to just take it away. Uh, Check out Saintly Cider. They're around the Newburyport, Amesbury area. If that's far for you, I bet you you could probably email Caleb and he would drive it to you. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, and the other thing is, if you ever want to, if if there's somebody listening to this that wants to start a business or that has questions or just wants to come pick my brain, like honestly, I don't bite and I love it. Like, you know how many people have just sat around and just listened to me talk and give me input, like. You know, if you're not sharing your knowledge with people, then someday it's going to be gone. You know yep. what I mean? Like, you just got to you gotta share your knowledge. Cool. So Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. No problem.